New card. What do you think? Get over here! That man is playing Galaga. I understood that reference. You shall not pass! So say we all. So say we all. Run with me. It's adamantium tasting time, boys. Well, maybe it's your number one. All wings report in. Welcome to your weekly interval. This is the Best Damn Nerd Show. I am your host, Microphone Alchemist James Kincaid. With me tonight, Professor Chris Davis. Oh, it's it's not just you and I. And I and I got and I wasn't last. This is new. <laughs> Davis, this is new this, because I've been a stalwart. I got to go first. You've earned it. You've <laughs> earned it, Davis. You've earned you've earned your top billing, given the fact that you've shown up week after week. Uh, and really, you know, just taking like the beatings that I wanted to shell out to all those Marvel Cinematic Universe sheep out there. So you've earned it, I will say. Uh, and also with me tonight, the chief science officer from Star Labs, Solomon Marky Truex. How you doing, Mark? What's up, nerds? How you guys doing? <laughs> hey, excited to be back. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good to have you back. All right. I so- have nothing to contribute on Marvel. <laughs> yeah, well, so Mark, Mark Mark is going to be taking an early night here. He uh, he said that he would like to join, but there are certain topics that he cannot partake in. Uh, looking, Too far behind. Yeah, looking ahead, we will be talking about uh, the Witcher: Nightmare of the Wolf, and we will be talking about episode three of uh, What If, you know. But that's later. Oh. Right now, oh uh, Mark, I understand uh, you've been getting it. Let's let's catch up on what uh, what Solomon Mark has been viewing on the TV side of things. <laughs> So I am in a real like TV renaissance right now. I have finally got back into getting a bunch of shows in. My wife's been working a lot of like later nights, so I'm just cramming in Epi's every way. single night, dude. Are, so, are, you just, are you pumping your kids full of sugar early so they crash hard at like six? Or? Ooh, ooh! If those girls go to bed by eight o'clock, I might get two Epi's in, man. I'm telling you, it is the dream. It is the dad dream right now, but. My my shows I'm on. I I am watching hard into HBO Max's Titans series, which just debuted their third season. And so the, the Titans have always been a property I've really been into. And when I got on HBO Max, it's something I always wanted to watch. I loved go- doing the Escape Room that was featured at Comic Con when that series first debuted, which was really it cool. Themed around Dick Grayson's apartment. Oh no, you're right. You're right. You're yeah, right. That's the, right. Yeah, Court of Owls is more like a haunted That's house. Right experience but uh dick grayson's apartment from titans was like an escape room where you had to solve clues and find things to unlock certain this stuff is the show that the was trailer really was f batman right and it was yeah like and I, unfortunately i think that was just a big disservice to the series by yeah, throwing that into the trailer it. uh but it fits the, i mean now watching i'm in episode seven it fits what it is and i like what they're doing uh, big fan of the property, the characters, how it's all piecing together. I'm literally like just sitting open jawed at the TV, like giddy, seeing certain sequences happening. Uh, I'm having a blast, but I know Davis don't agree. No, because Do we brought this up like two episodes ago, and I started watching it, and <laughs> I'm I'm four episodes in. I've fallen asleep during three of them. No, really? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it is something I watch in bed, but I usually like. If I'm something too old to is watch grabbing, 
<laughs> if, if it's grabbing my attention, it's going to uh, keep me awake. The first episode did, I will say, um, like I, I was intrigued. And uh, but from then I've just been I've been dozing off and I am not aware of what's happening now. And I need to rewatch yeah. if the I'm first... going to do this. Let I feel me like just the say first... the fact that Davis falls asleep and is not enjoying the show makes me more inclined to watch it because he likes Loki. And I also trust Mark. DC guy who would know better about what's good DC than than Mark over there. It's pretty and solid. If, man. if Mark's the DC lapdog, Davis is certainly the D plus lapdog, and and that's way worse. So I'm more inclined to watch it. But continue on. Tell me, tell me what's you what's so good about there, Mark. I'm just enjoying the interpretations of how they're putting them all together. Yes, there's that cringy like fuck Batman from from dick grayson but i like overall how they're putting his character out there how it's him already kind of splitting ties trying to figure out his own hero that he wants to be so it's pre-nightwing but him starting to figure out that he's more than robin right he knows he doesn't want to be with batman but he he can't be robin anymore uh, the episode i'm on they introduce jason todd and so there's this whole like dichotomy of him dichotomy between them of him figuring out how he's been replaced by batman and there's all these other like nefarious things that batman's kind of done that as dick grayson's eyes is like that's not about me it's about bruce wayne i need to be my own person right uh so how that's all been put together is really good and i've been liking what they've done with basically making raven the crux of the whole story figuring out what's going on with this mysterious girl and what what this weird cult is behind her trying to track her down and the mystery surrounding like does she bring around the end of the world and things like that uh the i think the graphics overall good the fight choreography is good i think that the acting is good um mm. i mean it's, it's it's beyond cw stuff man and, and you know i drink up that cw action so <laughs> like yeah it, it's it's solid all all around it's it's a good entry in for titans live action and i love the whole character group I mean, you, you yeah, get the Titans, grown-up Titans, like the Outsiders Chronicles that Judd Winnick did were, were all fantastic stories. So getting to see these guys live action is cool. You did answer a question that I had because I had no idea if the series was still going or if it was canceled. And there's just three seasons on HBO Max. So that's good to know that it's like just released and it's still popping. So, okay. Yep. Season three just came out within the past couple weeks, I believe. Okay. Where where are you at on this Star Girl show, Mark? Are we uh haven't watched? Okay. Haven't watched Star Girl. Yeah, I'm slowly making my way through. As I said, I got a couple series that I'm in. I'm trying to limit myself to one series at a time, getting through a couple episodes on my on my new on my new binging. Uh so currently the, the flavor is Titans. If, if I'm with if I'm with my my girls, I'm watching Star Wars Rebels. And if I'm with wifey, we watching Fuckboy Island because that <laughs> shit heard, is okay. wild. I keep hearing about people talking about Fuckboy Island, and at Dude. first I thought it was like a, a joke name, but well, what, this is a real show. It's a real show, and I don't know if they've figured out how to run it necessarily. It is a total shit show where it's like a game show where the rules change every episode, and so like I don't even know how you win. Like some people can apparently get money and some people fall in love, but you don't know who's who. And I don't think they know who's who anymore. And it's just a hot mess, but it's kind of like fantasy Island, kind of like uh, beauty and the geek. <laughs> Is it like temptation Island? Oh yeah. 
Yeah, so basically there's like 24 <laughs> dudes trying to court these three ladies that are all awful women. <laughs> they are not like prize, prizes to be won. They're like, nah, they're, they're not good people. They're Yeah, they're broken, dumb, like toxic people. It's fine. <laughs> but there's these 24 suitors trying to win one of them. Half of them are nice guys in for love. Half of them are out to win $100,000. And even and when they're are the, out in the fuck boys. Those are the fuck boys. And even when the fuck boys are out, it's like, like, yeah, I'm a fuck boy. They're like, I think I can change him. This is the Battlestar Galactica (laughs) board game, but in a dating show. (laughs) It's Battlestar Galactica (laughs) Fantasy Island, dude. It's great. Fucking drew the card that's got Gaius on it says, you are a fuck boy. (laughs) Yeah, and they don't care. And they don't care. Like, yeah, yeah, I was a fuck boy, but you know, I love you. I love you. I love you, girl. They're like, he loves me. And everyone else is like, boo, he doesn't love you. He's a fuck boy. She's like, I think I can change him. It's all right. (laughs) It's so good trash. But those are my shows. (laughs) Star Wars, Titans, fuck boy. Well, I mean, next month we're getting Doom Patrol season three. So I know know you're back on that. I got to catch up. Well, I was excited just in season one of Titans that I think it's episode six. They get Doom Patrol mixed in they oh. give the origin of a uh, gar and beast boy and he's tied into doom patrol and that was apparently the original like pilot, pilot. testing going into the uh doom patrol series before they recast and and put in was, um james bond what was the doom patrol activation at that comic-con thing mark was that the scientist lab deal where they gave the you the scientist like, lab it was frozen popcorn yeah. yeah dry ice popcorn so it was like a concoction of dr Culders. okay yeah, it, it was a mild activation uh, as those went. the The Court of Owls haunted house was really was cool. The, uh, the Titans. That's the that's the, uh, that's the coolest thing I've seen at Comic Con. Really was the Court of Owls freaking haunted yeah. house? Man, that's the coolest and then, thing we've ever done. I think Swamp Thing did like an obstacle course of yes. sorts. Yeah, and Harley Quinn did like a paint factory where you were in it's like a, a smash room, room, right? With a smash room of paint yeah. and bats and stuff. Like, looked fun, but. I mean, it was a solo experience that was like way too long of prep work. Like, yeah, I wasn't waiting that line. Well, Swamp I mean, Swamp Thing was really underrated. If you guys ever watched that, it was it was a very good show. Heard it was good, and after it was on HBO, it went over to CW for like they just like reshowed it or something. Yeah, they just reshowed it, right? Yeah, maybe they'll pick it back up. I doubt yeah. it, but it was just a very good show. Mm. Mark, I know uh, you also celebrated something very special, had its 20th anniversary. Uh, I mean, it's been a minute, but I think it's time for Comic Talk with Mark. (laughs) C stands for comics. C stands for comics. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Comic Talk, everybody's favorite segment. Uh, Yeah, free comic book day, which is probably one of the best days of the year. Not only do I love comics, true, love swag, true, free swag better right so free comic book day it's (laughs) it's celebrated every year except there was a hiatus last year as most (laughs) things were uh celebrated its 20th anniversary and this is a time when publishers have a free comic book issue at different retailers around the u.s to help drive in people to check out the new businesses check out new story titles usually a lot of um different local shops will do special promotions and raffles or you know, signings from authors and artists and things like that. And it's just a nice kind of celebration in the community and get people in to check out these local shops. 
So I went out and celebrated with my girls this year. We cleaned up, picked up a whole bunch of free comic books. Uh, and there's a slew of everything from big publishers like Marvel and DC are putting things out to getting to actually check out some more independent books and, and small press releases, things like that. That's how I've been turned on to some other books in the past, like uh, Red 10 from Comics Tribe, which I really enjoyed. I got the free comic book day sample. Gosh, that was like seven years ago. Got turned on to that book, which was sweet. This year, uh, I got the Batman one. That's kind of a precursor for what uh, Tinian the Fourth is doing in his Batman series. They did a King Shark solo one. That's kind of a lead into the Kill Joker uh, storyline that's going to be coming out for uh, Suicide Squad. Uh, I picked up the new Valiant book, which gave precursors to the extension of Exo Manowar series and Ninjak. I, I knew you're a big Exo Manowar guy. <clears throat> Love Exo Manowar, and that book has been derailed by COVID. I mean, this is uh, Exo Manowar Volume Five, I believe it is. When when it resurged in, I think it was eleven. Was Volume Three had an awesome run by Robert Venditti. Uh, the fourth one was really good. Fifth runs by a hopeless. And in the past year and a half, they've released four issues Damn. with COVID releases, how it's all like hammered out. So five finally just came out this past week. Uh, so this is kind of pre- precursors to get it back up and running again. But Exo Man Ward is a sweet title. I, I, I strongly suggest people go check out the Robert Venditti run uh, that, that he had with the relaunch of Valiant. It was incredible. But yeah, lots of good different books out there like that. There was a, a Sonic. There was a Sonic book that came out for his anniversary. There was a new Archie book that came out. Archie celebrating 80th anniversary this year, I believe. Wow. Um, yeah, there was a um, couple other just smaller titles out and about. I think D and D even put out like a little sample campaign nice. uh, thing coming around. Yeah. So it was neat, but got to go out, check out some comic book shops, get reacquainted with some shops because I've had a lag on getting my pull list in the past few months because my yeah. local shop actually closed that I used to go to here like where I good? live for good. Oh. So going out to the other shops in the area, I, you know, paid homage and bought some books <laughs> at you, their you spot. Like, like groveling. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I will take these back issues of Radiant Black. Yes, thank <laughs> you. I will take these black knight curse of the ebony blade thank you very much uh all these books i haven't picked up in like four or five months um and happy to say i am caught back up i'm back current on my polls i just have to read them all now yeah maybe because maybe comic talk can become a recurring segment again you never know that's right very much good and you guys should go out and check out some comic books too gosh you darn it there's a bunch of cool stuff happening out there i don't know best comics have already been written Jeff Budd said it best. So, <laughs> well, that's, I, I, I want to get on like the Marvel and DC subscription plans and read some mm. back, back stuff I haven't read. Some stuff I heard Nick Spencer's run read. on Amazing Spider Man's been really good. And right now he's in the middle of Sinister War, uh, which Ugh. I've heard is actually a really good run. I've heard it's really good by, by top Spider Man fans. Yeah, I'll bet. When, when was the last time they said something was bad? Hmm? constantly they yeah. they like the doc ox biting uh that i don't know i don't talk about that one much i like the doc <laughs> I, ox know you did. I, I did superior spider-man was neat no it was we'll, up be, we'll time. be talking more spider-man time. later on in in the show but uh time. davis what, what have you been up to 
Nothing. Like, I mean, I'm I'm really I've barely oh. played even Ghost of Tsushima since our last talk. Oh man. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, two, it's been a very <laughs> it's been a very busy week. Um, I've been watching. You know, we watched The Witcher, What If, and I really haven't been able to get much. I mean, last well, night, I, I literally watched a rerun of Batman Begins on TV with commercials last night because I was so lazy. I didn't want to well, change anything. I got something for you to do now. So, because I've solved all of our problems for Halloween, because oh, I decided there we go that <laughs> what my oh. Halloween costume is going to be this year. I'll be going as Arthur Morgan from Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> Already awesome working on my Morgan. costume. So, you know, Mark, I figured you'd be a shoe-in to be Dutch Vanderland. And, and Davis, nobody better than to be Micah. I have <laughs> a plan. <laughs> so, you know, cancel your trip to Mexico. I mean, that is what my hair looked like when I grew it out. But <laughs> So, you know, it's perfect. Micah would run to Mexico. He would, and and I am gonna be, I am gonna be in Mexico for Halloween, so it it is good timing. Yeah, so perfect. I've I've solved I've solved uh, all of our Halloween issues. So, congrats everybody, and hopefully the Delta variant doesn't cancel Halloween this year like it canceled last year. So, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to getting after it on on mm-hmm. Halloween this year. Very very excited for that. Never too early to start planning. In fact, I would say oh. late August. I'm I'm late you, at this point. Yeah, no, you you are late. I'm late. Uh, you should well, start planning. Now, well, so now you have it. So now we can start oh, getting our costumes right, together. Right, right. Uh, no, if you want to do well, Halloween right, I would you, like to you point plan. out, Mark, Mark. There were multiple girls in the Vanderlyn gang that would fit right in with the True X group there. So, no, it's been hard. We're we're trying to like brainstorm our outfits. You know, little little, little uh, your your oldest is is Sadie Adler. Great, mm, <laughs> Adler. just Ride like with her. me, <laughs> Mark. If you remember that camp, uh, he says some ladies that fit with your girls. Uh, there's not a ton, but there's there's enough that are reputable. There's enough. So there's that little one that, that wants books. Yeah, exactly. And the, and then there's the one that that you. <laughs> Spoiler alert, everybody, that you do in Davis towards the end of the game. Uh, forget her name, but Mrs. Grimshaw. Uh, Grimshaw. Anyway. Mrs. Grimshaw. Right. We're going to take a break. On the, on the other side, we'll be talking about things a little bit more current than Red Dead 2 in the first seven episodes what? of the Titans. And I'm sure most of Third it will be... Titans? Most of it will be news to Mark on the other side <laughs> of the Best Damn Nerd Show. Hey everyone, Chris Seglia here, CEO of the Tenno Media Network. I would like to say thank you for checking out one of our podcasts, but we need your help. You can support Tenno in a multitude of ways. By going to our website and checking out our latest podcasts, by buying some sweet merch, joining our Discord, or getting early and exclusive access to all content via our Patreon. Your support means the world to us, and you can find everything on our website, www dot ten dash o dot gg that's t-e-n dash o dot gg thank you again and now back to the show and welcome back to the best damn nerd show james kincaid alongside professor chris davis and mark truex and i want to take a moment now we're taking a quick little trip to the trailer park here after 
so much speculation of when, and then there was a leak, and everybody's very quick to take down any of the leaked footage. Finally, the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer has arrived. Again, after uh, just much sort of want and desire for it to finally hit. It's here. The first Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. It has arrived. We have watched it. What did you guys think? Mark, we'll start with you. I don't know what happened last uh, movie, but I feel like I'm caught up. And uh, it looks fantastical. The fantastical Spider-Man? All right. No. What else? I don't know. Uh, I've heard Doc Strange and Peter Parker have had a great relationship in the comics. Never read it. Looks fun. Want to see a Green Goblin? Doc Ock. Cool. Yeah, show it to me. Why not? Nailed it. It looks fine. Looks good. Davis? Uh, I I would really like a Spider-Man movie. See, give me like more a, of that. Give me more. I, me. I, I need, <laughs> I need a, a Spider-Man minus Doctor Strange. Minus, You've had seven of those. Minus Iron Man Spider-Man? You've had five of those. And I don't need a rehash of what villains we've already seen. Mm. I I love Green Goblin. I love Doc Ock. I don't need them to de-age them. I don't need them to just multi-universe this again. This is all we're getting now. We're just, we found another way to rehash... Super uh, to rehash uh, hero movies, superhero movies without rebooting. We just have a multiverse. Yeah, and then we can keep doing it. Yeah, and we don't have to reboot ever again. We can like all of it. You're right. You know, I hate. You don't. Like I hate like my it. universe. You don't, have, you don't have to like all of it if it's not all good, though. And I, I think that my my takeaway from this trailer, that what excited me, like the stuff that gave me the sort of warm and fuzzies, is the the things from the past that that was good. See, the right. Green Makes Goblin sense. that we got before, the the promise of that Green Goblin, the Alfred Molina Doctor Octopus and stuff like that. Davis, you you absolutely are speaking my language when it would be nice to get a Spider-Man movie in the MCU, which up to this point, we have not gotten a single one. The closest we got was his appearance in Civil War. That is the best Spider-Man that we've gotten in the MCU. And everything else since then has just been Iron Spider, uh, Tony Stark Jr. There has been nary a mention uh, of Uncle Ben, which is the underpinning of the whole character and everything like that. Hey, maybe we'll get Uncle Ben in this multiverse movie and he can die again. So finally we can get <laughs> Spider-Man uh, <laughs> cooking with gas or he'll probably just still be more sad about Tony Stark. Uh, I, I, I just, I, 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 whole... I don't, why are, why are they so dumb? Why is Dr. Strange so effing stupid? Cause so, he's new to this. No, <sighs> He's only he's had sorcer- one movie. He's the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, and, but he's still figuring it I'm, out. I'm completely with Davis on that. If that is not some imposter Doctor Strange, like, God help us if it is Agatha all along again, it, it is, it, it, to me, it makes him look incredibly foolish to, to do a spell like that. So I am leaning towards that that is probably not him. But if it is, that that is incredibly stupid. 
I think he's just trying to connect with the kids. He's trying to relate to this guy. And it's like, what Bumble? You know, he doesn't have a yeah, lot of friends I, with the Avengers. He hasn't done a lot of things. I want my with heroes him. to be less heroic and more stupid. That's uh, right. That's real right. with faults. Yeah. Yeah. yeah faults is fine. That, but, the, but the thing that he does, that's his whole like hero thing, him being shitty at that is not great. Well, no, he's good at it. But Parker being an immature child ruined it whammy would have ne- should have never done it but i mean yes so this does look like that it is opening the door obviously to the the multiverse will we get toby and andrew garfield i i'm thinking so davis yeah no we're gonna get a lot um this is gonna be very spider-man three vibes come coming you know yeah no i i do think it'll a lot be of better pitching here <laughs> yeah uh, it'll be it's going to be a lot. They're going to throw in a lot to this because they've already been rumored. Uh, they like I know Sandman, Green Goblin. So they're going to do the Sinister Six. Yeah, no, it really does feel like that. I but I know it's not going to. It's not including Venom. And they I think there was one other that they said <laughs> wasn't going. But I know I think pretty sure Lizard was already confirmed. Hmm. Uh, I forget who else, but um, but yeah, Sinister Six is is happening, which is so, cool. I I'd love that, but not I don't I don't want it in this way. Yeah, I mean, it is an interesting. I, I'm I'm with you too. Is that you know in an MCU Spider-Man movie that we haven't gotten yet, and I'm all for the fact that Spider-Man is all about the team ups. Totally get that, but given that we haven't had like a legit Spidey film in the MCU. Uh, it's sort of interesting to be going the the like this is Doctor Strange and Spider Man movie. That being said, Sinister Six versus three Spider Mans of old, you know, intriguing. It's intriguing. Nerdgasm. Yeah. Are we doing Mark, that? You, you, <laughs> you say nerdgasm? nerdgasm? Oh man, yeah. Back. <laughs> Shout I to also, me. I also still think it's incredibly <laughs> soon that everybody knows Peter Parker Spider Man. It's very soon. He's not out of high school. (laughs) It's the eighth movie in the last two decades. What are you going to do? Yeah, but not under this universe, Mark. So? We're supposed to forget everything else that's happened? (laughs) Show it to me again. In this universe, everybody knows very early. (laughs) It's it's, it's just odd. I, I get why they're doing it with the direction it was already going. Uh, I I doesn't make it that I'm happy about it though. Yeah, I I mean I hope it's great, just like I've hoped all the other ones are, are great. But uh, I mean, you you even got Mysterio. Yeah, and they, and, they, and they they gave me the finger, but he never watched. Uh, it. They gave me the finger because they made Mysterio just a Tony Stark employee. Dude, they got me. They got me a borderline Hollywood A lister <laughs> to play Mysterio, and then they told me to go fuck myself, <laughs> which is great. I never thought that I would get an actor the level of Jake Gyllenhaal to play my favorite Spider-Man villain to play freaking Mysterio for the benefits of those on YouTube. I never, I never thought I would see that. But the problem with the MCU Spider-Man movies uh, is that it all has cancer of Tony Stark in its very marrow, and it's it's really ruined them from a Spider-Man aspect. I hate that damn Iron Spider suit. I hate it. Like it's just it's just it's okay. So we want a, we we killed off Iron Man, but we still want Iron Man. That's what it is. So don't like it. 
Don't like it at all. No, sir, I don't like Maybe it. Maybe we'll get some uh, symbiote action. Hmm? <laughs> Maybe, but Mark, you hate the Secret Wars. <laughs> I mean, this you is know, the third I Spider-Man. I think it's way, uh, it's way played up more than it's it's worth. Yeah. For sure. So do we, do we get emo dance-off third Spider-Man 3? Man, Dang well it, better. It will be, that's the one, like, again, the, the like, the good things about this trailer is me thinking about the Spider-Man movies I liked. <laughs> They're incorporating into this. So specifically Spider-Man 1 and 2 with Tobey Maguire. Uh, I, I would love to see Toby as Spider-Man again. I, th- I think that he's he's gotten a lot of shit over the years because of how Spider-Man 3 turned out. But Spider-Man 1 and 2 were very good movies and I mean, were yeah. important comic book movies. And I mean, be- before this trilogy, they hit at 40%, which isn't great. But the first <laughs> two were, were fantastic. First two were great. I know. I think uh, most people probably, I think they like the second one more. I like the first one the best. I love Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin outside of, I mean, the suit was a little goofy. Mm-hmm. But you know, I but Willem Dafoe's portrayal was great. So mm-hmm. we'll see if we're getting him or will we get James Franco's Green Goblin? I don't know. Pretty but, sure they confirmed Dafoe. We don't know. I'm I'm ninety nine. We don't know. Maybe like the Butler in Spider Man Three. She's like I've seen <laughs> things in this house. Just ruins the whole thing. The Butler. All right, we got to move on. Yes, finally, Spider-Man, No Way It's Good has a trailer. That's great. Tremendous. The best days of the MCU are far behind it. So (laughs) there it is. Oh, yeah. What movie are you on, James? I haven't watched anything uh, since last week. Really? Yeah. He's He's trying, folks, for you. Oh, he's trying. Yeah, next up is uh, Incredible Hulk with uh, Ed Norton. So great movie. Gonna gonna give that a watch. Certainly was of better days, which will sure. be downplayed now that uh, Shang Chi is just going to pretty much uh, beast uh, the abomination. Yeah, That's... yeah. We'll talk about that. I'm I'm looking Yikes. forward to watching Shang Chi. Yeah, mm. the legend of retconning Mandarin. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, Ray Fisher in the news. I meant to bring this up last episode, but I'm glad I waited because now I have Mark here. Ray Fisher says he would need an apology from Warner Brothers for him to consider playing Cyborg again. He was uh, he was at a convention, MegaCon in Orlando, and he was asked mm. what it would take for him to reprise the Cyborg role again in the DCEU. And he said, that's a complicated question. Uh, And he sort of took a little time to answer. He said, I think ultimately how people spend their money determines what happens and what does not happen in this business and particularly in comic books, DC and all of that. For me, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Obviously I've not been shy about talking about all of the things that have occurred over the last year, the back and forth that I've had personally and publicly with Warner brothers pictures, Walter Hamada and the rest of the crew over there. I think it all starts with an apology from Warner brothers side of things. There's a lot of really gnarly stuff that has gone down, especially publicly what Walter Hamada and Warner brothers pictures attempted to do professionally and personally during one of the most crucial years for black people in the history of really humanity is just unacceptable. Uh, He went on to say that he would not be supporting any Walter Hamada production until an apology is issued. Uh, He acknowledged his difficult situation because he's DC fan through and through loves the characters. uh, And, but he did recognize sometimes you got to give up what you love to do what's right. Hey, that's right out of, uh, that's right out of Spider-Man too. Sometimes you got to be steady. Uh, so 
big bold words demanding an apology i must say good on you ray frisher any sort of salvo that you can you know sort of toss at walter hamada and ann sarnoff is good <laughs> by me so this is a shot right across the bow of both of them i i love that he went public with this demanding an apology i i can't think of the you know i mean we i guess on the other side we we got scarjo suing disney on one side and we've got cyborg demanding a public apology come bow down before me mark as the chief science officer of star labs what say you uh, I mean, I don't need Ray Fisher again. <laughs> Is that so wrong well, to say? You're siding with management. No, not necessarily. <laughs> like you say, with Star like, Labs, I'm not clamoring. Like here's the wow, thing. Here's I the thing. Wow, Here, the here's buster. the thing. I love Batman. Scab, I've had, scab, I've had scab. many, many Batmans. I love Superman. I've had many Superman. Right. Do oh, I need yeah. Ray Fisher as Cyborg? Like, I've had many cyborgs already. Look at Doom Patrol, awesome cyborg. Look at uh, Smallville, other good cyborg. Look like, at uh, we've this had a, fucking guy. I'm just we'll, saying, like, just throw him away. At the same time, all should people they're just be all the same, right, Mark? Yeah, just all now, the cyborgs, all the same. No, it's just at the same time, should people be respectful to the people working for them? Yeah, for sure. But like, I don't know, dude corporate greed and shit like i don't know mark are you are you gonna sway all under the rug wb fight city hall can you mark (laughs) i don't know it's uh you know good on him go public i should i I mean that's the only way to get things done nowadays yeah unfortunately i (laughs) truthfully like i would i I would love to see him but i think will it eventually carry weight like I wonder if Cyborg could be Cyborg without Ray Fisher. I wonder if, like, uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. I think we need to be more open at this point to recasting superhero roles in general. Uh, you know, as you see the Robert Downey Jr.'s of the world and the, you know, Hugh Jackman's and stuff move on from their yeah. respective characters. The properties have been around many decades before these actors portrayed them. Absolutely. Like, That's important to keep in mind, too. Yeah, we shouldn't sideline a character because of certain actors. Standing on the shoulders of giants that came before yeah. them, like Bob Kane, who created Batman. And, you know, she just really recommend, never heard of him. Eat your ice cream, Bill. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I hope he gets his apology. I wonder if, uh, well, first of all, let me kick it over to Davis. What, what do you think when you hear this? I think it's awesome. Uh, it's. It was something that really spoke to him and felt very strongly about. And I I agree with him, quite honestly. And uh, the way they treated that character was, I don't know, just a disservice to what it was. And we saw what it could have been later on. Snyder's was good. Way and, better. Yeah. And it, they just cut it all out. And I, I would be pissed, too. You you get that original cyborg version in the movie in the theatrical release, and then we see what it could have been. Yikes! Yikes! Complete disservice. Uh, so I, I get where he's coming from. Uh, I, I doubt they're gonna give her an apology unless they get a lot of a lot of attention. I don't think they're gonna, because I, th- I barely heard about this too. So uh, I I just don't think. Hashtag much... restore the Fisherverse. <laughs> I. I <laughs> 
I just Hashtag don't think it's going to get very far. And Sarnoff. I wonder if they fire Ann Sarnoff and Walter Hamada if he will come back to it. Because they don't, they don't like money. So knowing the corporation, but, but that's they... the thing is that the, the parent company and like some of the bigger wigs, I think there is pressure on Ann Sarnoff and Walter Hamada. So I wonder if they get the old heave ho and the Snyderverse is actually restored. If he will come marching in through the door uh, with with Zacky Snides back back into the kingdom, I think that he will. Uh, but I I love that he's just blatantly asking for an apology from Walter Hamada here. I wish he'd invoke Anne Sarnoff by name too, because certainly she she needs to she needs to come correct as well <laughs> with with everything. But I, he wasn't personally wronged by her, or so directly. And I don't think it would take much for, to get an apology if this gets traction. Uh, I just haven't seen personally how much traction it is getting. I mean, we're talking about it, so it's got to be getting something because, you know, we're big media. So, um, yeah, no, I barely know what's going on. I'm pretty out of my element. <laughs> it's it's from Star Labs, Mark. You should know. It was in the yeah. press release. Nah. The stones work. Meh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, real real quick here, I also want to talk about uh, th- this is first of all, this is a convention I'd never heard of before, but we got to get to this one because CinemaCon is making all sorts of uh, all sorts of waves here. And at CinemaCon, uh, the Batman showed some footage, Gotham in disarray. Uh, people were sort of very taken with what they showed, uh, talking about how inspired it was from Batman year one. And uh, Marco. What what say you about this this uh, the Batman? I I personally like I went back and and rewatched the trailer. It came out a year ago uh, this week, pretty much I think, and I I like the trailer. I think it looks really good. It's one of the few like sort of properties upcoming that I I'm very like excited about. That I think it could be high quality. What what about you? I'm stoked on the Batman, to be perfectly honest. I'm excited to see what Pattinson can bring out because, I mean, overall, yeah, he, he can be a real good actor, and he's always been broody. We've seen that since Twilight. So let me let me see his Bruce Wayne. I like the aesthetic that a lot of it was showcased for us, as you said, a year ago. That being said, haven't seen this new footage. Lately. Yeah, it was, they've been very good about keeping it under lock and key. Okay. So point. I was like, that's so, news to me. That yeah, well, come out. I mean, but, you want to break the pandemic open? Release this movie. I want to see it. <laughs> you want I you want to get movie it. sales up? People will leave their house to go to the theater for this. They're they're not going to stay in if there's a Batman movie out. They they've been they've been playing it pretty light on what movies are being released. Suicide Squad, you know all this. You know it, it's it's small potatoes right now. You release a Batman flick, half this country dies from COVID. Dude, Paw Patrol's coming out soon. Lord. I believe it. Well, maybe we shouldn't release it, Thanos. I'm just saying. You, you want to go about it a different way? Release a Batman movie. Oh, my God. Are you with the League of Shadows? Like, what's, <laughs> what's your deal? A, that was a weird statement. Uh, I'm for it. Okay. Day, day by day, I'm more and more for it. All right, well, where, where do you stand on, outside of your sort of desire for population control, where do you stand on the Batman? <laughs> and it's just sort of the, the hullabaloo and buzz around it. I, I think it deserves the buzz. Uh, it's, I mean, it, it's going very back to Batman Begins vibes, uh, but pre-suit, it seems like. It's like more detective level. 
And I, you know, the first two movies in that trilogy, and I, I don't think the third one was that bad either. I, they just went a little bit too dark, and this one might even go darker. It well, I would, like. I, it feels I, would, like. I would counter that Batman Begins, yes, it was a year one story as well, but it's almost more of a, a zero year with some of the yeah. things. So I, I think that we're going to be getting a sort of year after that styled movie with Robert Pattinson, which I'm, I'm all for because he's actually going to be in the suit already. But yeah, it's going to be more greatest detective type stuff, which I'm all about. I love showcasing uh, that side of it. And we don't have to go through as, as Mark will be quick to point out the whole rigmarole of seeing how we got there again. It's still early on, but we're already there. And I, and I like that. I think that's, I think that's cool because what we've, we've gotten the early stuff with, with Batman, you know, in the, in the Nolan trilogy, and then we got old Batman with Batfleck. And now we got this sort of uh, young in the game, but still sort of established ish oh. with Robert Pattinson. Almost like, like a multiverse in DC is happening. Well, this is absolutely that because they invented the multiverse, bruh. <laughs> Mark, quick to defend DC in the multiverse. <laughs> I know, and, and they're going to do Flashpoint, and both DC and Marvel are going to be living in this fucking multiverse. And holy shit, I, I, I like Vertigo. What, you are, know what? what are you doing, Vertigo? Dark Horse, can you give me something? I don't. I'm we, can, done. We, can, we can only <laughs> hope that it'll it'll bring down the the cinematic franchises just like the they popped the comic book bubble too so perhaps it'll all fall down all around yeah, dude, it's ears. all make-believe it's all make-believe let's keep pretending all right yeah. i'm fine with that <laughs> if... they fucking bring avx to the big screen and disney declares bankruptcy I bet it sells some tickets that's that's the problem <laughs> awful and maybe that's one of my problems here is that they X-Men is coming into this into a multiverse. That's how they're going to be introduced. And I and I hate that. I I don't want that to happen and it, it is. It's just that's how it's going to be and uh that's how they're entering this universe and uh I don't want that. Yeah, but the Batman though. <laughs> the Batman though. Yeah, the Batman. And, well, yeah, X Men and Batman. Sure, let's let's no. let's explore that no. one. <laughs> no, dude. Uh, all right. Batman and the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Matrix got a title. Matrix Matrix Four Resurrections. How is this movie happening? I'm not interested in it. <laughs> they, should. they they already should have left well enough alone with just doing one. But uh, oh, Keanu's big right now, man. You got you, you got to bring in that money. I just want to see the Berserker comic adaptation to the big screen. Yeah. Keanu Matrix Reeves. I know, but uh, Keanu Reeves <laughs> released his comic book Berserker that was like enormously successful on Kickstarter. Why not adapt that into a film right now? Hmm? Also, also at uh, CinemaCon, and we're just going to do a quick little rapid huh? fire here. Uh, Netflix Cowboy Bebop revealed their first images, and everybody in the access media is trying to act like they look so great. I don't think they look so great, and I'm just, I am just as worried about that show as I was coming into this. I, I, I am actually surprised because I thought the one character that was cast the best out of the three Faye Valentine looks the worst in these, uh, in these set images. Like they did not nail the Faye Valentine look at all. And so that's, uh, that's a big bummer. Uh, Jet and Spike <laughs> look 
I guess, better than I anticipated a little bit, but that's, again, low bar. So the first look at Cowboy Bebop, thumbs down. I, I want to do some more uh, Bebop coverage here on, on the Best Damn Nerd Show because Cowboy Bebop's been one of my closest friends during the pandemic. I've rewatched it several times uh, whilst working from home. I just throw it on and it's like I got, you know, some of my closest friends over. It's great. Uh, but this Netflix show is is not not the goods with this this first look at it and and we can go back to what John Cho said about how little he knew uh about Cowboy Bebop which is staggering that he wouldn't be better prepped by his PR team in an interview to you know at least maybe be able to say that he has a favorite episode you fucking moron but uh anyway I digress uh also CinemaCon we got our first look at the Magic the Gathering show uh coming to Netflix and who should be playing one of the planeswalkers, Gideon, but former Superman Brandon Ralph? I'm, yeah. I'm you know what? I'll and the Adam. Netflix, you're going to fuck up Cowboy Bebop, but you might have something there with Magic the Gathering. I'm intrigued. <laughs> I am intrigued. I'm going to tap my uh, planes there and uh, be excited for this Magic the Gathering show. Uh, with Brandon Ralph, I think that's I think that's uh, that's exciting to me. And animated series, right? It's going was, animated, so they can really get you yeah. know over the top with all the CG and stuff like that. Yes, yeah. So the, oh, oh, sorry about that. But yeah, Brand, uh, Brandon Ralph involved. That's that's good. The some of the, the sort of the stills that they showed, I'm I'm into it. So that's that's a nerdgasm for me. All right, we're gonna mark the rest of the night off. We're gonna take a break. On the other side, Davis and I will be talking about Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf, the animated Netflix uh, movie that is a spinoff from the series. And we're going to be talking about the third installment of Marvel's What If, the MCU's animated series so far. Uh, All that and more. Best Damn Nerd Show on the other side. It's the Microphone Alchemist Bimbo Jimbo here. And when I'm not verbally super kicking Last Jedi fans on the Best Damn Nerd Show or fantasy casting The Rock in another movie on the DLC, well, that's when I actually get to talk about wrestling. That's right. Come join me in the Wrestling War Room, where I take my mic to the mat and launch my hot takes about the Wednesday Night War between AEW and NXT. The Wrestling War Room. Which side are you on? Hey, you. This is Sweet Johnny Cage from Tenno. I'm here to tell you about the next big thing coming in hot from our production house. It's called the Game Club Podcast. Join me and our diverse panel of game masters as we discuss our experiences playing some of our favorite video games. Whether it's a remake of a classic game from our childhoods, a game we might have missed during the height of its release, or a brand new title that tickled our collective fancy, you're sure to love what we have to say. Who knows, maybe you'll learn something about a game you never considered playing. I know I have. Find us on Spotify under Game Club today. I would rather have a day job than be a Pokemon master. Han Solo is clearly more attractive than Indiana Jones. I would take the Star Wars trilogy over the Matrix trilogy any time. The Legend of Zelda vs. Super Mario. Who's better in bed, Jafar or Gaston? And would Thanos masturbate with the Infinity Gauntlet or not? Every week, Nerd Rage The Great Debates brings you the funniest comics, writers, and podcasters to settle some of geekdom's most divisive topics. Find us on Spotify or wherever you find podcasts. It's me, Iron Sh- No, uh, Iron Nerd Minmaxer, Hanzo Gonzo, inviting you into Kitchen- No, 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 no. Uh, the Tenno Media Arena to see whose nerdiness will reign sup- No, no, we're gonna get sued. If you- Uh, 
will triumph a lot, Lee. Come check out all the battles on the Tenno Media Network Patreon, or you can just skip to the parts where Steve physically breaks something for no reason. See you there. Welcome back to the Best Damn Nerd Show. James Kincaid now alongside Professor Chris Davis. And Davis, I want to jump into the Witcher world again. Uh, you're a big fan of the video game series. I'm looking to jump into the video game series. Uh, I very much so enjoyed watching you play it. And I thoroughly enjoyed Henry Cavill's uh, take as Geralt in the Netflix show. And I'm excited for season two of that. And in the lead up to it, we got this animated movie, which I scarcely knew was going to exist until a couple of weeks ago. And now it's out and we both watched it. So let's, let's talk the Witcher nightmare of the wolf. And, you know, we watched the trailer. We both seem pretty excited for it. So did it deliver on your expectations? I will say it, it did deliver. Uh, Cause I, th I think as a, as a Witcher fan, there it's hard because there's a lot of source material with the written books. There's the games. Uh, so you have to have some sort of acceptance to that. They're going to take some liberties. I, I, I believe, I, I, I do believe that. And, you know, when we talk about star Wars and stuff like that, you know, I, I think we can be kind of tight on that. And with this show, I didn't want to go into that with those feelings. So that said, I, I mean, I, I thought this was a fun, good movie. Was it, was it perfect? Was it everything I wanted? No, but uh, it was very fast paced. I, I will definitely say that. I mean, man, it was on the edge the whole time. Yeah. And, and <laughs> the, the pacing of it was just super quick. Like uh, I, I understand that they wanted to do something different from a series. They did, you know, a, what 80 minute movie they could have they could have broke this up and and did a couple different movies if they wanted they could have did a you know eight uh castlevania like eight episode 20 minutes each and slowed it down a little bit and just had their time and yeah built, I, built these characters out more i i think if there is a critique of it it's that they crammed a lot in in one animated movie uh that being said, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I encourage everybody to go out there and watch it. And I think one of the best compliments I can pay this movie is as somebody that has not dived deep into the books and the, in the video game series is that this, this animated movie uh, enhances the lore of the show. And it, it definitely lays more of the sort of foundation for, for the world that we're going to be back in when Henry Cavill in season two comes along. Uh, I, th I think it helps with sort of, some of the understanding, I don't know how accurate it is to the games and the books, but I definitely got the vibe from this that they are not really as concerned with that as much as they wanted this to be relating to the TV series. Yeah, no, And in that objective, I think they succeeded. And in that objective, I think they enriched the world of the live action series through this animation. I totally agree with that. It, it's a hype movie. Yes. 100%. And uh, and they they delivered on that. Like if you were kind of interested in The Witcher, wanted a little bit more, and you just need a little push to watch season two, holy shit! Yeah, you got it. Guess what? That was that was a lot of fun. That was very interesting. That was very cool. 
Dude, the brutality uh, in this from the beginning, oh. too. Like, I mean, right in the opening scene, <laughs> yeah, uh, with the what was it, the lesions or whatever, or whatever the lesion, lesion yeah. in in the forest yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That uh, that was crazy. Almost, and I know I just said that this enhanced the TV series, and it did, but it was almost to the detriment in the sense that the um, the like amount of monsters and just sort of hard hitting nature that they showed in this that is a tough act for the live action series to now come back and sort of be almost pared down in terms of the things that they show. It, it, that that is the problem with this that I had is that, and, and what we talked about with the trailer that I was hyped about is that you. You can do so much with animation, and it's very cool, and it's very clean. But when you bring that to a TV series, it's just not going to translate as well. And with The Witcher, you don't need a lot of that. I mean, there's so much lore. There's so much. There's so many good characters and monsters that you can do that don't need the CG treatment that an anime movie like this can offer. And that's where it it went too far where I feel like it overpromised. On what for the TV what, series will be? Yeah, what the TV series could be. Like there the problem is with this is you, you see all the the Witcher signs that they use, especially the Igni, the the flame power that they have. Yeah. None of the, none of these powers are as strong as what they showed. That, it, it, that it was is... gonna be my question because like they were like the green lanterns at one point yeah this, i mean show. It... like when they were all like just shooting it like the, their little yeah. like pulse blasts out towards the end i was like what the f-? like yeah i was like why the fuck doesn't henry cavill do any of this yeah <laughs> no it is so overpowered and not only is it overpowered is that when you use this stuff it's very draining on on you especially mm-hmm. as a mage as a witcher, like that's why they use their potions and all that is because it can take that drain away from the body, and they they're just using this like it's nothing, and and it, it is based in the Witcher lore that and that is the best I can say about this, uh, but they just expand upon it to entertain, which is fine. Yeah, they okay. So you're saying they went a little overboard, yeah, uh, on the stuff. So I will I will offer a couple of things. Just going along with what they showed us in this is the overpowered level of the, well. Let, let's let's start the monsters. Let's start yeah. with the monsters and and why that maybe we won't be getting that level in the series. Just from a sort of lore logic, jump to conclusions, Matt. Here is they reveal in this movie that they were the witcher deglin himself and the mage were breeding crossbreed monsters to keep the witchers sort of in business so already monsters are kind of going it's extinct in this in this netflix witcher universe so that that is an explanation for why maybe we won't get uh as many and 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 things of that nature so they sort of explain that a little bit it's uh, which is also false like it's in the witcher it's you know monsters are created because of curses they're created because mm-hmm. of spells they're created because of battlefields and i like that, that have, better way better yeah and and so they're constantly being created it's not like they're running out of monsters this is they're constantly being creative it, it's just yes there's less and less of them because there was numerous witchers and there were numerous witchers taking care of numerous jobs so they're going quicker um and so yes i i understand like why 
like that storyline could make sense, but they weren't going anywhere. Like they were always going to be created. Well, and now to your point too, is the Witcher's ranks have been decimated. Right. There should be even more monsters then, to your point. Yeah, and they they should be growing. Overrun. Yeah, they're, the numbers should be growing. However, maybe the fact that only Vesemir and the you know young Geralt and those few other witchers remain. Maybe that's why they don't have the fucking Green Lantern powers <laughs> they they do in, right. in in the live action series. But you're, to your point, you're talking about like curses and battlefields, some of the like I think the best episode of the season one or one of the best episodes from season one of the Witcher is the the episode with the Striga, mm-hmm. and like that that was cool. That was a really cool monster that he fought. Uh, yeah, really good stuff. And so I, I prefer, I vastly prefer that storyline about the fact that monsters n- occur naturally through curses and, and all these stuff, vengeful spirits and everything like that, as opposed to them being manufactured. So. Yeah, and, and I think we will get more of that in season two. And I think, you know, we're going to get um, also some of the other side of where, not not created, but just some of the other realms and um, just what else is out there um, other than just monsters. So, and that's exciting. Um, I I hope it takes a few seasons to get there because I want this to last, but I also know that I just read an article recently that uh, they're not, they're not sold on season three yet. They haven't greenlit it yet. And Netflix is very well known for not pushing past season three because it gets very expensive because actors get much more expensive after season three for Netflix. So if they do that, it needs to be a grand slam like stranger things. And I don't, I don't know if it can hit stranger things level. So, yeah, that's an interesting point. Like you said, the, you know, the people behind the Witcher at Netflix have said that season two is, you know, it's, it's big for them for it to be successful to get to season three. And, and I hope it is. And I, and, you know, I know we've pointed out some of the sort of the drawbacks of this nightmare of the wolf, but again, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I, I thought it was a fun ride for how much they packed in the voice acting. I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got in particular, I want to highlight, uh, Mary McDonald, aka Lara Roslin from Battlestar Galactica, uh, mm. uh, playing Ileana. Uh, she was great. I uh, knew I liked her for some reason. It, it was she just, was it so was, good. It was great hearing her voice again. And yeah, and her character was was awesome. Uh, a sort of complimentary piece to to uh, Vesemir. And I just I love their whole dynamic. And it was legitimately sad what what happened between them, even even just in her letter uh, telling him to be free of her as he goes on to become a witcher and stuff like that. Uh, it was sad. And, and their their story was a re- really strong through line throughout this whole uh, animated movie. So I appreciated that. The, I, again, the voice acting, uh, I thought was really top notch. What, what did you what did you think of just the, the characters and their portrayals? The characters were really good in this, and that was definitely the really strong part of the movie. Vesemir, a young Vesemir, was very cool to see. Like it, it, it was talked about a lot. You read about it, and uh, <laughs> there's some uh, of what they. I mean, they they say he's like a milf hunter in the books, and, <laughs> and he shows that. So uh, you know, and he's very. You know, he's usually like wearing a hat for some reason. Why he's do- why he's talking about that? I don't know. It's just it's a meme, and uh, it's, we didn't get that, but that's fine. 
but no, and, and just some of the other characters uh, that they that they showed in the show was it was good to see because there there was a lot of lore behind it. It was and speaking of the lore, it's we got the trial of the grasses with the young witchers, which in in the Witcher three in the video game and the books, it's they are brutal. I mean, I, not so much to what the show showed was it, it. It didn't make a lot of sense in the show for how they did it. In the books and the video game, like there's trials. They have weapons. They have some sort of knowledge of what they're facing to an extent. Uh, it's like a lab practical for witchers. Yeah, and but I mean, a lot of kids die. Like yeah. that is that is very well known. And well, that comes across in this. Yeah, it, it does. But there's not like this is just sacrifice. This is just like who can run the fastest and who can react the fastest, which, you know, it is, you know, thinning the ranks. And that makes sense. But when you're actually trying to get ability and who can figure things out the best, I, I, I don't know. I To me, it wasn't the the best show of the Trial of Grasses outside of the brutality of it i mean yeah. man just the uh what was it the the race that just like if they touch you bam you're gonna your body's gonna pop like holy shit that was amazing like the visuals of that scene were outstanding yeah. uh and animation just, throughout was great oh yeah uh, you know you if you if you've been watching castlevania you're, that's the type of animation you're getting it's been it's been fantastic um but the 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 actual like execution of what the trial of grasses was, I, I would have liked a little bit something different. Uh, yeah, I get that because it was really just sort of sticking them out there and yeah, who, could, like, who can get away. There, there wasn't like, really okay. much, much skill involved. I totally feel you on that. I also want to shout out uh, Graham McTavish uh, playing Deglin. Yeah. Uh, Graham, I know from uh, Outlander fame, uh, but he was uh, was very good in this as well. I just really I enjoyed the voice acting from top to bottom. I enjoyed the animation. They did try and cram a lot in, and they definitely leaned, as we've talked about a little bit, into their almost like superhero level uh, routes here, which <laughs> does call out to question certain things in, in the live action series. But I'm hyped up for season two, man. Like this, oh, like definitely did be. the job. Uh, I like I keep I go back to that opening scene of this and just the the brutality of it even but incorporating the fact that there are musical elements to the Witcher that we <laughs> that we came to know and love you know toss a coin to your Witcher baby the 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 background music to this like you get it in the like the opening the ending and there's some other tunes in the middle and it just kind of like brings you to this and it's weird because it's not like an era. It's just a vibe. It's a feeling yes. of what this brings to you, and it it nails that. the The music is great. Uh, the other aspects of the the action sequences in this are just outstanding. You get that final scene. Uh, I forget the uh, antagonist's name. Um, a lady Petra or whatever her name is. Tetra. 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 Uh, the final battle between her and Vesemir is just. Oh, oh man, it's it's amazing with just the choreography that they did for that, and even uh, the sacking of Cormoran uh, of the Witcher Castle. There, it I'll get a little bit more into that after this, but 
there's a couple scenes in there. I mean, just flying down on uh, I forget the creature's name, but and they're just he's jumping to each one, and uh, it's it's visually outstanding, and they did a wonderful job with that. Speaking on that scene, though, the sacking of Kyle Moran is not should not have included monsters whatsoever. This was this was supposed to show the brutality of men mm. and what and what they can do against something different, something yeah. something like the Witchers. Mutants, and, bro. Stanley wrote yeah. about all the time. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly, and that's and that's what we talk about all the time. Is you know there these storylines and. Um, so it, it was a little bit of a cop out, I feel like, and and they just kind of wanted to have a little bit more action there, and and especially with how they amplified the powers, I kind of get why they did that. So it was what it was, um, and and there is some backing to the story if they want to say, well, you know, all the monsters died, so anybody that returned would have just been human. So and anybody that left to go fight that only saw humans leave. So it does make sense from like a a storytelling standpoint if that's what people saw. Yeah. But uh how it actually happened I I, I like the I, I idea of the, just the, men the one line over. I'll say to that. Yeah, no one I'm totally with you. I think the not that it made it worth it, but there was sort of a line where Vesmir goes using monsters to fight monsters. How unlike your predecessors, very sarcastically, uh-huh. sort of like tying that in. This is just a re- sort of a repeat cycle uh, yeah. of things, and it's just going to continue happening like that. So I, I, I sort of get what they're doing in that sense. One, I, I want to compliment it too is that we we saw a young Geralt, but they showed a tremendous amount of restraint in not showing too much of him. You know, because like I was a little bit worried that they were going to baby Boba Fett his ass, and uh, right. and they didn't, which I, pre- I oh appreciate. I super appreciate, and I love that they made him bald. Because <laughs> now that is that because hair... of is is that true to form and how it comes to be or no? Uh, I mean, there no, but there I think there is some logic behind it. Um, you know, you could say that the the poisons that they give him probably would have made him lose hair. And then later on, he either a, whenever he grew hair, it was gray or B, he was so ashamed of having gray hair as a child. He just shaved it off. Mm. I could see either of those. So, I mean, he, he was able to take more than most witcher children. Yeah. According to the stories. So that, that that to me, I'm like, oh, I'll write that off, whatever. And then, so okay. So I got a question for you. Uh, Vesemir breaking down, crying when uh, when Il- Ilyana dies and showing emotion. And I know in the show they sort of make a big deal that witchers do not show emotion or do do not even have emotions. So which is it? Like, what's the de- what's the deal uh, with Vesemir and uh, witcher emotions? You know, I mean they. <laughs> All the stories are, you know, witchers don't show emotion. They don't have emotion. But guess what? When it comes down to it, you want good characters, they have emotion. So most of the time, they end up showing emotion at some point, And that's like the breakthrough. Now, is that for true to the character. games and books? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay. It, it's, it's almost like uh, Harry Potter love. Okay. Because, because the, there are certain 
you're right. And where you're going with that, I'll almost tie it back to like 40K and like the Space Marines is that they are sort of genetically engineered to, you know, be all about the mission and stuff like that. But when it came to writing books about them, well, you need some different personalities right. and stuff like that. So <laughs> right. they start in, inventing all these things. Uh, okay. So that was, right. that was a question I had. But uh, yeah, overall, I, I enjoyed it. I'm hyped for season two. See, I like stuff. <laughs> he likes so, stuff, people. As long know, as he knows nothing previously about them. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's not entirely true. <laughs> but let's pivot. Let's let's pivot now here, sure. and let's on the best damn nerd show. Let's talk about what if episode three. <laughs> what was this uh, called? What was what, what was? Well, I think they even botched the title. It's <laughs> what if what if the world lost its mightiest heroes? It's a long me, title. For me, it's just why isn't it just what if the Avengers never assembled? Isn't isn't that just isn't that a better sort of cleaner? What if no what assembly? If what if no assembly? What if assembly required? Uh, no, I just what if these Avengers didn't assemble? Uh, but yes, what if Earth lost its mightiest heroes? Uh, Davis, I want to get your take on it, but low bar, best episode <laughs> yet of the season. Outside of a couple of scenes with Peggy and Cap fighting side by side, I think that this is the most original-ish story that we got. Uh, I I still think that it's not working. The tying it directly to scenes from MCU movies and changing them, that formula is not working for me at the very least. I don't know if it's working for you. By all means, make them look like the MCU characters, but just lifting shot for shot like Tony Stark and the donut and doing certain scenes over again, that is not where this animation or this series excels at all. And it honestly it takes me out of it, and it makes it just feel less than. Uh, but what did you think of uh, this episode? Uh, I will agree. It's the best one yet. And they did semi-revert back to the first episode where we had uh, Peggy Carter's Captain America, where uh, they were just kind of taking scenes here and there, mostly in the first, or I want to say 60% of the show that uh, you know took scenes from various Avengers movies. And... Uh, you know, killed off Avengers uh, in a different way. And yeah, that was a cool thing. They were, we we're killing people in this. this yeah, episode. a lot, lot was, of death. And that was different. Neat. And because in ways, the things that you want to know about these characters, like, okay, well, how do these characters actually die? Because we don't ever get to freaking see that. And that's the cool part about what if is, you know, how can we actually kill these characters? What does What does that look like? And what are the repercussions of it? That's that's fascinating to me. Maybe not in a long-term sense, but at least in like a what if in an Elseworld story. Cool, let's do it. Let's let's explore that. Uh, and I got my boy Sam Jack. So we good to go. We're rolling. <laughs> <laughs> However, okay. he is accompanied by ScarJo. <laughs> so wow. it kind it kind of you know fifty fifty. This was this was a better Black Widow than we got in the Black Widow movie. That's for it, sure. It was probably the best Black Widow we've got. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, uh, I'm I'm probably gonna stick with that. I think this is probably the best Black Widow we've gotten. I appreciate the fact that it was kind of a whodunit, mm -hmm. and you know they they were Did telling. You know? No, 
I did. Good. And, I, and, I, I was so I was shocked. And so spoilers, everybody. So I, I, I appreciated <laughs> like that. I legitimately didn't know, you know, who was doing this. And they were kind of telling their own story once they got out of their own way uh, with that. But the thing that kept ruining it throughout is that so yes this is probably the best story that they attempted to tell in this uh, abysmal what if series <laughs> but the dialogue in this episode is the worst uh well outside of heavy korath from the last episode we just talked about because look phil colson talking about how dead thor smells like lavender <laughs> Awful. Absolutely awful. Not funny. Fucking weird and stupid. Uh, Phil Coulson talking about how he got Nick Fury the macchiato just the way he likes. Like the dialogue in this episode was atrocious. And it's, you know, I really like Phil Coulson outside of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, it was a stupid idea to bring him back from the dead. But I really like the character of Phil Coulson. This is the first time where I just I, I hated that character in this. Uh, my password is Steve hashtag Steve 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 I heart Steve zero seven zero four. What the fuck, dude? Like, he's a punchline. Talking about how pretty Thor's hair is, and then having Clint Barton be like, "Oh, he's right. He really does have good hair." What What the fuck are we doing? What like what that is? Is that supposed to be fucking funny? It's not. It's not funny at all. Like what kind of shit shite writing is that? You just don't understand, James. It's I no. Not, I understand completely. It's terrible. You. Who the fuck is it made for? We're killing off the Avengers here. I don't think it's for little kids. They got to know what it's like if they lose their heroes. Loki will be king. We're talking. God. <laughs> So <laughs> I, the, the dialogue in this in this episode was awful and and ruined the story that they were trying to tell. Uh, I liked the turn of who it was, a crazy Hank Pym uh, coming after him. Some of it was a little flimsy, but you know I thought the portrayal yeah. w was decent. I'm I'm not the biggest fan of that we left Hank Pym out of the party. Uh, in general in the MCU for the most part, although his role in Ant-Man 1 was great, and I, I love that he shits on Stark Tech and everything like that. Uh, but Crazy Hank Pym was the killer. What did you think? That was, it was fantastic. I, I, because I, I didn't see it. I thought it was somebody that we had actually already seen. I'm like, okay, was it, is there a scroll involved here? There was a here? moment I thought it was going to be Coulson. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was a scroll Colson. And and trust me, he killed the episode, but not in the way. <laughs> I thought it could have been him. I thought it was like a double secret agent Black Widow because of Widow's movie, potentially. Um, I, so I didn't think it was actually anybody off screen. I thought I needed to figure out somebody that we've already seen that has doing it, because that's usually how this goes. Uh, but no, it was, it was Hank Pym. And just seeing how he can actually affect and kill people like this was pretty was pretty interesting to me and it, it makes me think about the thanos theory if he if ant-man were to ass. went up his ass you know so <laughs> it's the only place it, he could it, is ass. I, I feel like that's why they <laughs> did this was to kind of 
I did like the meme. Uh, I forget who posted it in the Discord showing that the what if, and it was, it was him going into Thanos' ass. Uh, by the way, bestamnerdshow.com slash Discord if you wish to get in on the conversation. Uh, and then, and then we had the ending with so you know the Avengers are dead, and Nick Fury is finding popsicle, no cap yet popsicle. That was weird. So. I did not enjoy that, that we sideline Cap the whole time. Like, why couldn't we have just had them? Like, don't even have Steve just, he gets killed while he's getting thawed out, you know? Like, they go to thaw him out, and he's already, he's already dead somehow. Like, I just thought mm-hmm. that would have been better, as opposed to just leaving him on ice for the end, and then for uh, shitty Captain Marvel to show up and, and smash her fists together. Because, I mean, if you have Captain Marvel, why do you need Captain America? Am I right? Davis... I give you <laughs> full marks for being the stalwart that you are, but I mean, what, you can only what push is me he so gonna far. Do? What is he going to do that this character can't? Uh, be relevant, for one, huh? uh, because Captain Marvel, again, exists for one reason and one reason only, and that is to be in a coma so that Rogue may fly and have super strength. That is the only importance that Captain Marvel will ever have to me. <laughs> A superior character took her powers. <laughs> That's fine, you know. But in this in this universe, yeah, I don't know why couldn't we have just had a bleaker a bleaker ending? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and it was with, going with that Loki, way with Loki ruling Earth. You know, yeah, very and, and, they, zone and I think I think they need to kind of mix that into in these. You know, that why not? They're not going anywhere. Just yeah. leave it. Leave well, it the low last key. the last episode had a bleaker ending where he alluded to that it could be the end of the universe alluded to but it wasn't yeah. like okay how? Just alluded to it yeah but it's you know but uh, okay i i don't want to speak on the loki thing is that so better loki than the loki we got in the loki series loki. <laughs> more loki than loki uh it was so oh the phone joke too Ugh. oh i'm kind of doing something here yeah yeah, it was pretty bad. I, I did cringe at that part. I will say I did no, cringe at that no, one. No good. <laughs> you didn't cringe at you didn't cringe at Thor's hair smelling like lavender and Phil Colson sniffing a cadaver. The lavender I did. The other one you mentioned I didn't remember. And maybe I was doing something in the, the house. The macchiato. But... It's when, no, it's that when one Asgard I... shows up. No, I, I Oh I, I, when Black Widow needs his password, hashtag Steve, Steve Steve yeah. I heart Steve. Yeah, that one. So I missed that one. Uh, but when Loki actually, you know, they they all win or whatever, and he's like, uh, and uh, Fury's like, well, how long are you gonna stay? And in one day, in one day, Loki has taken over. He's got the the Mind Stone. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. <laughs> Just no. I that. There's so many other heroes. There's see now if Loki was giving that speech and Cap shows up and drops the line from the movie about disagreeing, you might have something there. Maybe get Jimbo back on board. (laughs) (laughs) Jimbo, but I'm not. (laughs) Yeah, and it it was just it was they didn't show anything about that, and he's just ruling. I'm like, this is a lot of buy-in you're asking of me right now. <laughs> you're just, you're just kind of throwing it out there. He's like, oh yeah, no, he ruled in twenty four thirty six hours. We didn't have, we didn't have Star Lord T'Challa to literally just use the power of his words to talk him out of it. <laughs> just, 
Just, you just said, hey, that is the greatness of Star Lord T'Challa. Why don't you go back to Utenheim and uh, you can rule there because that's just, where you belong. Just talked him out of it and stopped yeah. Thanos. Uh, yeah, though, that was that was a little bit of a quick, brutal ending uh, to what could have been a much better episode where it's just a better episode. I, I appreciate, again, the story they were trying to tell. But the dialogue that coincided with the story and their still sort of awkward marriage to the MCU film scenes mm-hmm. uh, undermined this episode. I, I also just keep coming to the conclusion I think the episodes are too short. I think they need to be yeah. longer to sort of turn to turn something on. There's too much time establishing and having to turn it on its head, and then the episode's over already. For sure, uh, there was a lot of this episode where much more could have been done where they had the time they had the resources this isn't this isn't high-end animation this is like very quick like cartoon i need to get this out in a week animation and so spend the time do an hour you have you can do the story you can flesh this out you can make it better but they're not yeah all right well I think we have sufficiently dissected what if episode season season excuse me episode three season one easy for me to say goodness what if I didn't butcher that uh, that is going what to do if, it for, what if for, James could speak oh yeah what what if this show wasn't so mind-numbingly stupid that it didn't impair my speech uh, what that, if Professor Davis was the host it still just makes me think of the time now all right all right we're <laughs> enough out of you uh that is going to do it for this edition of the best damn nerd show have a great week everyone remember if you're a nerd always say it loud and say it proud